Good morning, everyone. I must really watch myself. Today is something in my spirit, which is just, you know, you see sometimes drill sergeants shouting at the soldiers just because that's the culture of the army. And then there are other times where they shout because the soldiers need it. I don't want to shout today just because it's the culture to shout and get people, but I believe some of us need some shouting. You know, yeah, you've got people in Pemba being beheaded, chopping their heads off because they want to serve Jesus Christ. We sang a song here, I can't remember the words, it's kind of at the end. It goes something like looking at him or it's not about me. My question is, are you and I thinking about yourself and your circumstances right now or are you thinking about him? Are your eyes on him or are your eyes on yourself and your circumstance and what's not happening and how bad it is and instead of focusing on him? Because there are people who are losing their heads to be able to say, I serve Jesus Christ. What is going on in your world right now? Is it the gospel of grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Or is it, man, this is not working. This is so bad. This is not going. I thought this and I thought that instead of, my goodness, we're in a war. When you died to self and signed up for this, you signed and I signed up for a war. There's Mike Coleman falling on his back, went to pray for him. Man, he's standing on the culture of the kingdom. This kingdom, this gospel works. So I'm not going to take the medicine because I believe in the stripes and I believe in the gospel and I believe in the kingdom. So help me God. And now he's got a testimony because he stood and it wasn't about him and his pain. And why did Jesus let him slip down the stairs and you promised to protect me? And if you were there, then I wouldn't fall down. There was none of that. But it's by your stripes I'm healed and I'm going to get out of this bed and this is going to become a testimony. Hebrews 12, Zach, we didn't, I didn't give you this verse, but Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight. And too many of us are carrying and dragging that ball and chain by choice, holding on to that weight, having stuff on our backs that the Lord Jesus said, do not carry, and now life is not working, and it's hard, and I don't know what to do, and my joy is gone, and everything, you have no idea how terrible my life is, because I'm dragging a weight that the Bible says, get rid of. I'm sorry to get shouting here, but man, we got to get this joy thing because it's the culture of the kingdom. And too many of us have lost the joy. We've lost the culture of the kingdom because we're doing stuff we are told not to do. And 
and get rid of the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We're all in a race. We're all in a war. And it says here, let us run. Have you seen that? What's that? Hussein Bolt. Man, they had a program on him once, and, and, and they asked him, and they looked at his training and how he eats, and he, he pukes, he vomits when he's finished training because he pushes his body to that limit. And they say, how do you do, man? You do it under 10 seconds. How do you run? He says, those 10 seconds, that's the easy part. That's not difficult at all. It's every hour of preparation and waking up morning after morning, going to the gym, eating the right foods, not hanging out with people who are not involved in my best in breaking that world record. And that's the race that we need to run. So let us set aside every weight. Today we're going to take communion. At the end of the service, I believe Jesus wants joy to flow out of this place into the streets starting in our lives. Because many of us, brothers and sisters, let's be honest, have lost our joy. And lots of us have given our joy away. You see, if you eat McDonald's and you supersize it and you have Twinkies every single day for breakfast, lunch, and supper, you can go to the doctor and you can complain about how difficult life is. And let me tell you, when you are 300, 400 pounds and you've got to walk up a flight of stairs, it is hard. It is difficult. It feels like your heart is going to explode. Your blood pressure is too high. It's not comfortable. But can you blame anyone for being in that discomfort? No, change your diet. So some of us are going through very difficult and hard times. I'm not saying life is easy. But many of us put ourselves there and we carry this ball and chain around with us instead of obeying the word. And now there is no joy. But look what Jesus went through. Look here. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Are we looking to our circumstances and everything that's not happening and what's not going right? My life sucks so bad. Let me tell you about my life. Or are we looking to Jesus? Who for the joy, who for the joy set before him. Man, can you imagine everything the master had to go through? The cross, the pulling of the beard, the beating, all of that. But because of the joy, he fought, he went through that so that you and I can sit here today. And today, the reality of the culture of the kingdom that we are in is joy. Do we know what he went through? And he said, I'm going to do it. Because the joy in Rifle's life, in the kingdom that I make available for him, is worth everything that I'm going to go through now. So I'm going to go through it. I'm going to run my race. This is what I was called to do, and I will not give up until I'm finished. And that is what we are called to do. And too many of us are not doing that, and life is not working. Yet, I'm going to jump here. If, 
in the Bible, it talks about, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Which are wonderful, they're amazing. But you know what a gift is? It's a gift, it's just given. You don't have to do anything for a gift. It's a gift. That's what a gift means. It's a present. Yeah. I love you. Bless you. Take this. Wow. Thank you so much. It's a gift. But then you come to Galatians 5, and in 22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Completely different. Fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. That's a fruit. Difference between fruit and gifts. Fruit, you've got to work at. Fruit, you've got to cultivate. Fruit, you and I got to keep the weeds out of the garden. We have to keep the sun off the fruit. We have to keep the flies and the bugs that when these baby fruit come out, that they don't eat them. If you have to, you put wires around the tree so that the animals can't go in. You and I have to cultivate the fruit. A gift. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much. What did you do to deserve that? Nothing. Wow, you're amazing in your gift. How do you do that? It was a gift. That's why I'm so amazing. But man, when you go through trial and tribulation and hardship, I see self-control. When things are not going right, I see joy. I see when you do not have the answer and nothing is working, I see faithfulness. How did you do that? Because I work at making my fruit evident and I will not let my fruit be stolen. And too many of us have allowed the enemy or ourselves, doesn't matter who, but the joy, the fruit of joy to just be gone. Yet, When you and I were reborn and we died to self and we gave ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, that was implanted on the inside of us. It's there. Whether you feel it or not, whether you believe that it's working or not, it's there. Why? Because the Word says so. It's like a child learning to ride a bicycle when a Child sees someone else ride, man, I want to ride a bicycle. I want to be able to do that. Okay, well, get on the bike and ride. What happens with most people the first time they get on a bike? Fall down. Oh, I can't do that. I don't have that. No, it's in you. Do you know that balance is on the inside of you? It just takes practice. And you get on and you fall, and you get on and you fall, and you get on and you fall. But you know what? The next time you get on, you don't fall. And you just ride. That balance was in you all the time. The joy is in you all the time. But you get on and you fall and you get on and you fall and you get on until you don't fall no more. People who have six packs, you know where the six pack is? It's in you right now. You can't go to Walmart. You can't go to 7-Eleven to buy a six pack of abs. It's through diet and training and living right that you have. And everyone can have that. It's in you and it's in me, the ability to have that. 
but we look at people with the abs and we're like, man, I want to look like that. Okay, I'll meet you tomorrow at 5 o'clock at the gym. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I have intercession to do. I'm very busy that time of the morning. Joy, love, peace, goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, and self-control are on the inside of you and I right now. So we have to practice and work at it so that these fruits of the Spirit can grow. So that when people see your life not working, sometimes tests come, trials come, and you did nothing wrong. But people see the joy and the peace, the fruit of the Spirit in your life, and they're like, how is it possible that through all the trash that you are going through, you can still smile, you can still walk up straight, you can still go to work and bless other people, pray for other people, even though things in your life are not working, because I've worked at the fruit of the Spirit. That's a difference between a gift and the fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit, we have to make grow. We look after. they in us right now. Let us not just throw it away and let the birds and the other animals come in and steal our fruit. In our connections class, we talk about the kingdom. Mike spoke about a culture. What is the culture of the kingdom? Because it talks about the kingdom and so on. It doesn't necessarily give a... Of chapter and verse, this is the culture of the kingdom, but I wasn't supposed to speak today. It was Pastor Doug who was supposed to speak today, and he's gone out to the other church to help out there, so he asked me if I would speak today, and, and since that time, and things have just escalated in my spirit. It's been amazing, so I just go to God in the beginning. That's how I work. Lord, Holy Spirit, show me what you want to talk about, and I go closer and more and more, and the closer to the time, you'll, you'll reveal stuff. And the last couple of days, man, things have just, wow, it's just escalated. One word, joy, joy, to the point where it is so big. I literally said, I said, Lord, can this be right? Because, man, this is, this, this is, man, what is it about this joy thing? Because he would not let go of this word joy. And Friday morning, it made sense. Friday morning, very early when I was at gym. And they got, at our gym, they must have 26 televisions on the wall there. Probably about 25 of them I don't need to see. But there on the one television is, let me find it here, Anthony Bourdain committed suicide. And then, bam, it hit me like that. That's why the joy is so heavy that I've been speaking to you about joy, joy, joy. It all clicked. As many things do for me at the gym. God speaks to me in the gym so much. You look at that guy's life. So many people will think, man, he's living the dream. Got your own TV program around the world. Winning Emmys. Money is definitely not a problem. Traveling the world. Seeing different cultures and nations. I bet you he doesn't pay for his airplane tickets. Man, how amazing must that be? Yet not knowing what's going on in that man's soul. Where's, 
Where's the joy in having all? Because what, what, what does it gain a person? To have the whole world, but lose your soul. Where was the joy in Mr. Bourdain's life? Because you can sit in front of a camera. He's right now, as he hangs himself in a, in, in, in a for, filming for the next program of his in France. Isn't France like the mecca of food? Wouldn't you think if you're a chef or a cook, you would want to be in France making your own program? Does it get any better than that? But where's the joy, sir? And then... Um, Miss Kate Spade, I, I didn't, I still don't know who she is. I haven't bought one of her bags. I don't know where she, <laughs> what she does, but she changed fashion, apparently. Put woman on the mark. What an amazing woman. Married so much money, famous around the world. Man, who wouldn't want to live that life? Where's the joy, ma'am? Where's the joy? So as I'm reading, I'm just going through the Word, and I come to Romans 14 where it talks about Paul speaking about if you eat this kind of food and you do it in front of your brother and you let him stumble. It's talking about different kinds of foods and talking about how we honor one another in certain ways and some esteem one day higher than the other. And then in the middle of Romans 14, slap bang in the middle of food and holidays and lay your life down, honor other people, there's this most amazing, powerful verse, Romans 4.17, talking about what I say is the culture of the kingdom. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. And these people, um, Mr. Robin Williams, man, funny guy, funny. Where's the joy, sir? Where's the joy? For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, which, by the way, is a gift. Romans 5. Righteous. What did you do to earn it? Nothing believed what he made available. Righteousness. Peace and joy. That's the kingdom. And I see too many of us, and myself included certain times, where I'm in this kingdom, but I don't have the joy that the kingdom provides. What does that mean? I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm paying attention to the wrong thing. I'm allowing what the enemy is showing me to take precedence over what God is showing me. And that takes away my joy. Storms come for different reasons. God can be stretching you. God can be growing you. God can do things because he's got bigger and better plans for you. And that could be a storm. Israelites walking through the desert... Why are they going through the desert? Because there's a promised land. Do you think walking through the desert is fun? No. What are they focusing on? Ah, should have stayed in Egypt. It was better there. God says, man, there's a promised land flowing with milk and honey. Refuse to look at what God is saying. Focus on the enemy and a whole generation has to die out. Storms can come because of your and my disobedience. Flat out plain. God says, go live. No, I'm going to do this. There's a storm. Pastor Artem did a talk on Jonah a while ago. Phenomenal. Go back onto the 
live stream, whatever, listen to that. God says to, to, to Jonah, go to Nineveh. I'm not going to go there. Then he gets angry because God's going to save them. What in the world? Storm. And then storms come sometimes when you are in the perfect will, obedient and obeying God and doing everything you want because the enemy doesn't want you to have the full result of your obedience. Mark 4, Jesus says, we're going to the other side. Boys, get in the boat. On the way there, a huge storm. They think they're going to die. Wake Jesus up. Don't you care for us? That was before the cross, so one must understand. We are behind the cross, yet still sometimes we ask, don't you care for us? Joy, joy, and this word joy, joy, joy. And Friday when that guy who has so many things going for him takes his own life. And it's a terrible thing to want to take your own life because there's so little joy, there's so little hope. So little hope that you think there is no other way. And you focus on what the enemy is showing you. I'm talking from experience. I'm not just throwing this out here to make myself sound like I understand. Left the hospital because the doctor said there's nothing we can do for you. This MS, multiple sclerosis that you have, it's a killer There is no medicine to fix it. You will never walk. You will never be normal. Your brain doesn't work. So you can stay in the hospital or you can go home. Man, love sport, rugby, cricket, gym, just training. Love it. Never going to walk. Never going to hear. My vision is never going to be good. I'm going to die slowly like this. There's no ways. No ways. I'm going to live like that. And I paid so much attention to the doctor's report that I went home ready to blow my brains out. So I'm not talking about suicide like this. But the grace of God that night came into that room. And you have come too late to tell me that God is not real but suicide is real if you are here now and I don't care forget about the person next to you if you are having suicidal thoughts I want you to stand to your feet right now that we can break this demonic spirit over you now stand to your feet now if you are having suicidal thoughts Forget about the people next to you. Forget about the people around you. This is about your life and what Jesus has for you. Okay, I'm going to pray a prayer and you are going to Confess or just after what I say, you are going to agree with me. And after that, we're going to come around these people and we're going to love and put joy in their lives right now. So these people standing, pray after me. Lord Jesus, I come now and I break agreement with a spirit of death. I come against the assignment of the enemy. 
and I speak life, and I take your life to be my own right now. You came that I may have life and life in abundance. So you foul spirit of death, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave me right now, and you have no more power over my mind as I have the mind of Christ. And I shall live, I shall not die. And I will declare the works of the Lord. Right. Pray for them. Bless them. Speak life into them. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking now in Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you for these children, sons and daughters of yours, in whom you are well pleased. In whom you have a perfect path laid out already for them. In who you take the light. Even today we sang it that you sing over them continuously. You saw them. You went through the cross for the joy set before you. That so today this demonic power is broken in the name of Jesus. And we can speak life and wholeness and wellness. And a soul that prospers in Jesus name. So we bless them. Keep on praying, saints, brothers, sisters, pray. Bless them. Keep on speaking. Bless them. Lay hands. Love them. Love them. Spirit of the living God, Holy Spirit, our counselor, our comforter, our teacher, thank you for the comfort that you bring. Thank you that no matter how difficult and hard things seem, joy is part of your kingdom right now. The joy of the Lord is our strength right now. We speak joy. We speak self-control. We speak faith and life in Jesus' name to these people and everyone here in the name of Jesus. We take our eyes off of what is going wrong and place them on you. We look at you, the author and finisher of faith, the giver of life. Just give them a hug from the Father. Someone just put your hands around these people and hug them. That's a daddy, Abba, father hug. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. Glory be to God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. you guys you can be seated praise Jesus man God's yes over your life is so much louder than the enemy's no just proved it to us once again today How much joy can one have? Where, where do you draw the line to say, that's enough? Where would Jesus draw the line to say, okay, that's enough joy. Now you're getting really, well, that's, that's, that's culturally incorrect. That's too much joy. I don't think there is a, there is a line. And if there were one, we'd get to it, and then he'd say, Ephesians 3.20, I am able to do exceedingly beyond and abundant. So he moves the line continuously towards him. He expands our hearts. He expands our borders. So other than these three, there are a lot of people here that have lost their joy or given their joy away or allowed the inner. It doesn't matter what the reason is for not having joy. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, Literally, physically, how, okay, Rifle, how do you do this? You really go to one place in your life that Jesus just did something so amazing for you. That was just, man, how, how did you do that? Why did you do it for me? I don't understand. It was just, wow, let me tell you, this is just Goodness me, this is what Jesus, you go to that place. So he has this man, wow, the Lord sent this lady to this man. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Jesus, you are good. All this is not working, but forget, look at this. Look what he did. We all have moments like that in our life. And if you don't, you can go back this morning when you opened your eyes. And you, you opened two gifts to see what today holds. But we go to that place and you just start thanking him. Literally. That's what we're going to do. We are gonna, we're going to physically do this as we take communion. So I will stand up. I mean, I don't... Our Lord Jesus, me, right? Wow, you came in where there was a death sentence over my life and there was no hope, there was no help. There's still today no medicine for this. But God, you came in when I couldn't walk, and now I can go to gym, I can walk, I can see. Man, you are good. You're amazing. I am so grateful that you did that. And 
over and above that, when it happened again and that happened, you sent a woman to me that sat by my bed and prayed when I couldn't, and she agreed when, when nearly the rest of everybody that I knew didn't agree with me, but she refused not to agree, and she stood and she prayed and she believed and lay hands and would not allow what the doctor said, and she helped me keep my eyes on Jesus and what you say, not what the enemy says. Man, you're good. You are so good. And now the joy is already coming. It's just now because my neurological pathway is now going to the goodness of God and what you focus on, you become, and now forces become because of thoughts. I go to that. My energy is now pushing in it, and it's just I can't be thinking about the doctor standing there saying, sorry, this is you for the rest of your life. I can't think about that because I'm pushing. I choose to keep my eyes on the goodness of God. And now joy arises, and joy arises, and joy arises. So it doesn't matter if you have on a scale of 10, you have one joy, one level, or you have 10. There's always more joy. So we are all going to do this. And this place, this is what God wants to do. That's why you have no idea how I'm standing here not bawling like a baby. But God wants joy to erupt in this place so that if you should be one saying, eh, my life, you don't know it. Uh, man, you're going to walk out that door with the joy of the Lord being your strength, being able to go into the prayer closet, get into his presence, pray and sing and dance and just have the joy filling your life once again. That's what he wants to do. Jan, can we get those the communion elements, please? We're going to do it a bit different today. We'll do the two lines and we'll come just take it quickly. Go stand there. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to ask the musicians to come and just make a joyful noise before the Lord. And you take your communion however fit you see. If you want to drink the drink first, eat the eat first, dance, whatever. But you're going to go to a place of happiness and joy and you're going to speak it out and you're going to start praising and clapping and it's going to get bigger and it's going to become more until the joy of the Lord fills this place today. So we leave a changed people. Life is going to be different now than what it was at 9 o'clock when we entered this place in the name of Jesus. So right. Line up, let's go. There's no time to waste. Take, yeah, just break. And you do not have to wait for the other people to start praising him. You can do it in the line. You can do it as soon as you get this. But we are going to make joy flow down the aisles. We are going to make the heavens rejoice even more because of our joy in Jesus' name. Be joyful. Make a joyful noise before the Lord.
Okay, let's just be joyful, people. Let's be joyful.
on going with the chorus chords. Um, I just want to just speak to what's going on in this room right now. We just came against a spirit of death. Okay? So right now, there is such a spirit of life in this room. The angels, the cloud of witnesses, they are joining in. Okay? They're dancing over us. So right now, we're just going to celebrate because the spirit of life just kicked the spirit of death's butt. Okay?
everyone's grabbing the mic and singing, I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to say something. How does that feel? Is that not good? Is that not God? Okay. We will have prayer ministers afterwards. If you need prayer, come to the front. But let's one last time just thank God for what He did today. Saving lives, setting people free. Thank you, Jesus!